we would like to welcome you to our weekly broadcast of Harvest Worship Center's Sunday morning celebration service. We hope and pray that you will receive something from the Lord today. And we ask you to stay tuned at the end of the message for more information concerning our church. Again, thank you for joining us today. Amen. We're going to continue in this series this morning on the unseen. And today we're going to talk about uh, unseen, faith to see uh, the unseen or faith in the unseen. And our anchor verse today is going to be found in Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 17, which says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of, of God. I want us to know this morning that we can have faith in an hour where faith is being challenged, where faith is being questioned. You and I can have faith. And I want to encourage all of us this morning that we dig into this word, that we dig in and we begin to see that which is unseen seen. Now, I, I, I want to establish a few things about what faith is this morning. Faith is, uh, uh, your faith is, is, is simply this. It's faith in the unseen realm, faith in that which you can't really tangibly lay your eyes on. In other words, I've never physically seen Jesus, but I know Jesus was real. I know that Jesus was the Son of God. I know that Jesus died on a cross. I know that Jesus on the third day came victoriously out of the, the grave. And then I also know that he ascended back to the Father saying, I'm going to come back soon. I'm going to return to this earth and I'm going to carry away my people. I, I, I believe in that even though I never heard it with my own ears out of the mouth physically of the Lord. However, what, is, what makes me believe that is my faith in the unseen. In other words, have you ever heard the term, and, I'm gonna, I, and I guarantee you all of us have, you got to have blind faith. Has anybody ever heard that term, blind faith? Do you realize blind faith does not apply in the in the body of Christ? And because what? Uh, you and I, there's no such thing as blind faith. Faith is seeing the unseen. Faith is knowing that you know deep down without a doubt. Faith is, uh, is, is, uh, is, is, is permeated through true faith or true belief in that which you haven't necessarily laid your eyes on or put your hands on. Faith is anchored in the unseen realms, realm of things. Doubt and unbelief are anchored in the natural realm. Is your faith in the unseen? Is your faith in that which, which the Bible declares to us today? Because I'm telling you, without it, you will waver in this world we're living in today. Because the Bible says what about Jesus? He is our hope. He is our destiny. He is our life. And everywhere we look, we don't see that as far as not in him. I'm talking about in this world. So if you just focus on the world, you're going to get your eyes uh, on that and not on the Lord. Now, number one thing I want us to look at today is faith uh, Faith must be by the preceding word of God. Luke 4 verses 1 through 4 says it this way, and this is talking of the temptation of Jesus. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, 40 days being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when they had ended, he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the Son of God command these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Here is the living word, Jesus, uh, quoting the written word. The word of God is anchored in the unseen world. There, is, there it is, and there in it is the ultimate authority. Jesus says we can actually live perpetually by a 
every word, and not just some words, not just some of the time, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That word proceed means present tense continuous, means he's speaking, he spoke, and he is speaking. Do you realize God is still speaking today? God is not silent. God is not just holding his own. God is speaking to us today. And Jesus is saying, look, man can't live by bread, the tangible bread, that which he sees alone, but he has to live by the word of God, the current fresh word of God. Now, if, if you go out to lunch in a little while and you go to a place that has good bread and they bring you stale bread, you're going to ask for what? Fresh bread. I want you to know there's a lot of people in this room, if you're not careful, you're living off a word spoken to you many, many years ago and not the current fresh word of God in your life. If your faith is wavering today, if you're being shaken by the events of our day, if you're allowing the news to dictate how you feel about things, if you're allowing people's opinion to dictate what you think about God, I'm encouraging you today that God has fresh bread in this room and he's ready to break bread with his people that you might have a proceeding, current, fresh word of God and leave this place encouraged knowing that our faith is not in this world but our faith is in what's being spoken by the word of God or by the mouth of God. God is speaking today. That's why we call the Bible the living word of God. Amen. It is alive and it is current and it is fresh. Jesus says that we can actually live perpetually by every word and not just uh, some of the time, but all of the time. So we know that faith is not just uh, for every once in a while, but it is 24-7. There's a lot of people that think we only access faith when we are in crisis. In other words, there's a situation we need God to come through it's really big then I need to access my faith to move heaven faith is not something you pick up and you lay down it is something that you are clothed in and live in every single day of your life in other words you need to be building your faith towards the next situation where you need it not trying to get it once it shows itself in other words I need to be grounded in the word of God on a daily basis so I'm not caught off guard and my faith is weak and I have to get it built up before I deal with something, but my faith is strong, and because I've been anchored in the Word of God, and I'm ready to take on the task. Amen. In other words, I think about some of our, 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 our uh, you know, last uh, Friday night, I went to the ball game, and, and for our football players in the room, you bored me to death, because you scored all those points in the first quarter, and, you know, then the game got really boring, Okay. We're like, give us about six or seven more boring games, amen? Um, so anyway, um, but, but guess what? We did not get to that place because we decided that day to go through the school and say, we need you, 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 and you, and you to play football today, okay? No. There's been preparation for that day. All week long, none before that, all summer long. These guys have been preparing for the battle on the field. And so they didn't just show up. They didn't just get to class and have the coach throw football pads at them and say, come on, put the uniform on and play Friday night. No, they came prepared for the day that they would have a game. And there are a lot of Christians we want to throw our faith on at the last minute to take on the devil. And the devil says, you're not prepared for the fight. I brought you. you have been, you've been living in the world. You've been anchored in the things of this world. And your faith is not ready to take me on. But I've got news for you. When we are daily 
firmly anchored in the Word of God, when the battle presents itself, I'm not scurrying to get up the courage to fight the enemy. I'm looking like David and saying, who does this giant think that he is? You see, David's faith did not prepare for that exact moment. His faith was prepared all ahead of time till that moment presented itself. And the church, we are so bad about saying, oh no, look, so-and-so has cancer. We better get a hold of God. We better have faith. And God says, if you'd have been preparing for this moment, you wouldn't be scurrying to try to get your faith strong enough to speak to that disease. You would have the faith. Folks, I'm telling you, God is ready for the church to speak to mountains and see mountains moved. He's ready, but it does not happen because I decide to prepare at that moment that the battle presents itself. I have to prepare ahead of time. Amen, pastor. We need the word of God continually in our lives to reveal to everyone else that who we really are. In other words, God is ready for you to be bold about your faith. And bold about your faith isn't the fact that you, that you, uh, you, you put a Christian t-shirt on and wear it through your school or you wear a Christian t-shirt to, to the job. No, faith in God is more than just a bumper sticker on your car or a format in front of your house or quoting Joshua over your door. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We can rubber stamp the word on everything we want to, but the word doesn't need to be on floor mats and bumper stickers and t-shirts. It's got to be in my heart to be a against the enemy in other words I've heard it said this way we need to read the word yes but we also need the word to read us amen we need the word to read us for it is through that that we see mountains move we don't have to prove who we are because we just know in other words I'm not constantly having to prove that I'm a believer in Christ when I have been preparing all day every day for the moment that it presents itself the battle presents itself we can't have encounters with God unless we have faith in him and knowing that he is who he says he is God even gives us promises so that we know what 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 is what he says is true. We place our faith in God knowing that his promises are true and his word will not change. What I'm trying to tell you today, he is still the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. The same God that was with them is with you today and is with me today and I'm here to tell you the same God that pushed back the Red Sea and made dry ground appear is the same God that dwells with you and I. But we just don't access it. Number two, faith is the foundation for hope. Look at somebody say, without, without faith, you can't have hope. Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ or the word of God. You and I, if we want to access faith this morning, if we want to, to, to be a people of faith this morning, faith is the foundation for our hope. In other words, how many of you want to have hope in this hour and not despair? How many of you want to have faith and not fear? How many of us want to look in the eyes of the enemy and say, you know what, my God is greater than this? How many realize that God, it doesn't take any more of God to speak to, the, to this plague of COVID and it leave this world? World than it does for him to speak to a headache or a common cold. Amen. It doesn't take more God. It takes us enacting our faith. 
It is talking, in other words, it's talking about a foundation, this Romans 10, 17, and on this foundation is hope, and hope brings forth what we are hoping for. Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, again, faith is anchored in the unseen world, but it also contains substance. That, that's why you and, you, you, you and I know it, it shows up. In other words, faith is believing in that which I don't see, but it's anchored in something greater. Amen? It's anchored in, 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 in our, our hope in the tangible Word of God. I can read about it. I can, I can grow in it. Uh, okay? But it takes faith to get it. <laughs> it's based upon the Word of God. Just like faith is, the Word of God will never change, and it is immovable and unshakable, which is the type of anchor that faith has since it is grounded in the Word. In other words, it is the Word of God that that produces faith in us. It is the word of God that makes me stronger. It's the word of God that changes my outlook on the world situation where uh, everything else dictates fear, everything else dictates doubt, depression, uh, all these different negative uh, spirits and negative feelings. You see, it is the devil's job to discourage the saints. That's what he does. It is the devil's job to come to us in our weakest moment just like he did Jesus and say, hey, if you're really who you say you are, then you make these rocks into bread. All right? If you really are who you say you are, and I'm here to tell you, I think this morning the church has been going through an identity crisis for way too long because we've been trying to figure out who we are. And guess what? The wonderful thing about the Scripture is Jesus didn't have to figure out who he was. In other words, he wasn't going to play the game that the devil came to play. He wasn't going to question his identity. He said, the devil said, if you're who you say you are, make these stones into bread. Instead, Jesus looks back and says, the Bible says, the Word says. And when he said the Word, he was saying, I say. Because he was the Word made flesh. And dwelt among us. He's saying, now you're saying, that you're quoting me, is what he was saying. <laughs> you're quoting me, and I'm going to finish the quote for you. Man shall not live by bread alone, but out of every word that is coming out of the mouth of God. I want you to know this morning, church, there's a place we can get in our faith where we're listening to heaven, and we're listening to what the Spirit is saying, and our faith can rise up in this hour to say to mountains move, to say to sickness be gone to look at that which seems to be impossible and see it accomplished you and I have to dig a little bit deeper and begin to saturate ourselves with the scripture saturate ourselves with the word of God how much of God's word are you listening to faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God how much of the word are you getting into your life how much of it are you ingesting in your life in other words, if the only time you read the Bible is on Sunday when I read it to you, then your faith is not going to be strong enough to move mountains. Faith must be built up through the Scripture, through the Word of God. In other words, if all I can do <laughs> is talk about prayer and ask for prayer and I can't pray myself, something's wrong. Amen? Because there's a lot of times I think that we ask others to pray because we don't have much confidence in our own prayers. Now, that's not saying we don't call on each other to pray. We're supposed to do that because there's strength in numbers. But there's a lot of times, I'll just pick on myself. There's a lot of times in my walk when I was first coming along 
that I didn't feel strong enough to get a prayer through, so I would call my parents and I would call others saying, you know what, i got to have some people with some faith. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because we need to call on other people. But what if there's a time when you don't have no one to call on for you? All you got is yourself. You better have some faith to touch heaven. Amen? You better have some faith that you know your prayer is getting higher than the ceiling. I want to tell you, I, I, I have to share this because I used to think that, you know, uh, my prayers were, you know, not getting... Be- Anybody ever, ever felt like their prayers didn't get beyond the ceiling before, okay? Do you realize they don't even need to get beyond the ceiling because God is everywhere all the time? Amen. He said he'd never leave you or forsake you. So quit getting, get that perspective out of your mind. Your prayers aren't going up. Your prayers are being right there going, God going, uh-huh, I hear you, son. I'm right here with you. Well, it doesn't feel like it. You see, faith is not a feeling. Faith is a hope. Faith is not a feeling. Feelings will deceive you. (laughs) Come on. Anybody ever been deceived by feelings? Okay. Oh, I know that guy's wonderful. I know that girl's just awesome. Oh, that car, I just get the feeling that's the car I should be driving. Then you get the payment book. Where was my faith? (laughs) Come on. Anybody ever had their feelings mislead them? Our faith will not mislead us when it is placed in the Word and grounded in the Word. It has to be grounded in the Word. Church, we're in critical hour where our faith has to be more than just our feelings. Amen. It's our foundation of hope. Again, the Bible says that our faith must be based upon the Word of God. The Word of God never changes. It's unmovable. Isaiah 40 verse 8, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the Word of our God will stand forever. You have to build your life on the Word of God. The Holy Spirit, by the way, will never contradict that written Word. Amen? There's a lot of people building their lives off of somebody's prophecy over them or somebody's word of knowledge over them. And, And I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in the operation of those gifts. But I've never seen it. It's never going to be. Bank on this. God's word spoken to you through the Holy Spirit will never contradict his written word. Amen. So if somebody is telling you something contrary to the written word of God, you better block that out of your head and not listen to it. Because God will never contradict his written word. Amen. Your faith cannot grow. (laughs) Your faith cannot grow in that which passes away. In other words, what, what is the grass and the flowers in your life today? Is it your job? Is it your money? Is it your husband, your wife, your children? Is it your community? Or is it even your church? Church is a great thing. All those other things are great things. But my faith cannot be grounded in those things alone. My faith, look, my faith in my wife cannot be grounded in my wife. It has to be grounded in the word of God, which is represented in her life. And if there's no word in her life, there's nothing for me to anchor in. Are you following what I'm saying? If a church teaches doctrine that is not sound and not true, and you're anchoring yourself in a church that is not based upon the word, you are in a, uh, I hate to blow your bubble up this morning, but you're in a social club. 
You've got to have faith grounded in the Word of God. And so it's okay to have friends, but are those friends grounded in the Word of God? It's okay to have those relationships and other things, but are they grounded in the Scripture? Are they walking and speaking life to you? Are you listening to the world? Are you listening to God? What's the grass and the flowers in your life? 2 Corinthians 4.18 says this, As we look not to, to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. Are transient. Uh, but the things that are unseen are eternal. If you want to live for, uh, from etern- for eternity, you need to start thinking from an eternity perspective. There's too many people thinking from an earthly perspective. I hate to tell you this morning, but this earth is not going to last forever. It's not. And everybody wants to see the coming of the Lord, but nobody wants to see it come in their lifetime, a whole lot of people. A lot of people are like, just a little while longer, God. Well, I don't know if this earth's going to make it just a little while longer, but, but there's a lot of people. I'm going to put my faith in the Lord. And, and, and I, I've shared this because young people get real nervous when preachers talk about the coming of the Lord. They get nervous for, for, I remember as a teenager sitting there thinking, but I want to have kids one day and, and, and be married and you know, I want to have life. I want to live a little bit before the Lord returns because I'm not ready to lay on a cloud and stroke a harp because that was my vision of heaven. Come on. Do you realize that we are existing when Jesus comes, we'll finally be living and the things that you put your faith in that, that you think are so important here will be lost in the moment that you look in Jesus' eyes. Lost. You'll just be like, wow, why did I think those things were so important? Faith requires God's word getting into you and you having the mind of Christ. The natural mind is limited and cannot comprehend the things of God on its own. In other words, you can ponder all you want in the natural mind, but until you get the word in you, you'll never understand the deeper things of God. To understand these things that are unseen, or to see the things that are unseen, we've got to have the Spirit of God and be full of the word and understand the promises of God. We can't be in agreement with the world and in agreement with God at the same time. Don't live blind faith. Don't think that, well, I I know somewhere it's written in the Bible. You realize there's a lot of things that are quoted as being in the Bible that are not in the Bible? I've heard a lot of preachers, as the Word of God says, and it's not in the Word of God. It's somebody's, somebody said it, and it might be based upon the Word of God, and it might be a truth based upon the Word of God. But if it's not, we got to be careful that we know the Word. Amen. So we can't live by blind faith, even though the disciples went through a process of believing and knowing that Jesus was the Christ, they ultimately had to find their faith based upon the Word of God. Hebrews 11, and we're going to end with this today, and I've, I've dissected this down for time's sake, so I'm going to skip around, but I want to encourage you to read Hebrews chapter 11. It's known as the hall of faith. These are people who saw the unseen, who, who were able to see the unseen. I want you to hear, hear about them this morning as we get ready to wrap this up. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the, the, the conviction of things not seen. For by it, people of the old received commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith Abel offered God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain. By faith Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. 
And without faith, it is impossible, verse 6, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned of God concerning the events as yet unseen, in, in reverent fear constructed an ark. I want you to think about that. By, he, he was warned of things that were unseen. Did you know that when we have faith, God can warn us of things that are coming that haven't arrived yet? Yes. Yes. So Noah built an ark by faith, seeing that which he could not see. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go to a place and he, to receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Think about that. God said, I need you to go and have faith and, and follow me and I'm going to give you a land that is true and real and flows. He says, okay, I'll go by faith. By faith, Sarah had re herself received the power to conceive when she was past the age since she cons considered him faithful who had promised it. Verse 13, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. By, fa by faith, Isaac invoked future blessings upon Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each, other, each of the sons of Joseph, bowing to worship over the head of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of of his life made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave direction concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused the call to be called the son of Pharaoh, but instead chose the suffering of God's people. By faith, he kept Passover with the sprinkling of the blood, and the destroyer of the firstborn might not touch them. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea, and, but, but the Egyptians, when they attempted were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish, perish with those in disobedience, but was found friendly and welcomed the spies. And what more shall I say? Oh my goodness, listen to the word this morning. What more shall I say from time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephunneh, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, Stop the mouth of lions. Oh my God, help us get a hold of this. Quench the power of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Were made strong out of weakness. Became mighty in war. Put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. Some were tortured. Refused to accept, uh, accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking, floggings, and even chains of imprisonment. These were, they were stoned. They were slain in two, sawn in two. They were, they were killed with the sword. They, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, dissolute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in the desert and mountains and the dens of caves and on the earth. What about John the Baptist? What about the sick man, the, the sick man who came, uh, or the boy, the man who came with his son being sick and his faith, well, the boy was healed when he came to Jesus. What about Mary and Martha at the tomb of Lazarus? What about the 
Roman centurion who said, if, if you'll just say it, it'll be so. And Jesus said, I've never found any greater faith in the house of Israel than I found in this Gentile, in this man. What about the list that goes on and on and on? Will your name be added to the list of those who stand in the face of circumstances, grounded in the Word of God, feed on the solid rock, and say by faith, mountain, be moved in my life. Oh my goodness. Will you stand? Will you have faith in this hour to see the impossible and to join with those who are now a part of the great cloud of witnesses cheering us on? Not that we might just get to heaven one day. I don't know about you. I don't want to just get by. That'd be like the football coach calling the team in on Monday and saying, fellas, you did good, but region play starts this week. And you know, we just want to do our best. No. He's going to come in and he's going to demand excellence. <laughs> Our God is demanding the church to rise up in this hour in a spirit of excellence. Yeah. Will they look the world into us and see faith? Or will they see us cowering in fear? What kind of fear are you talking about? The fear of what if it don't happen the way I pray it? You ever face that? I know I have. But I'm going to throw something at you. What if it does happen the way you pray it? What if God is asking in this hour for men and women of faith to become fearless? I want to join those who have went before us. We have a rich heritage. Well, but, but that was John the Baptist, Phil. You realize John the Baptist had his moment of doubt? He called his disciples when he was in prison and he said, go to him and ask him, is he the one? Or should we look for another? Why was he asking that? Because he was about to lose his life. And he wanted to know that what he was going to lay his life down for was real. As great a man as he was, he was a man. And he was shaken in his moment. I'm, I'm telling you. Quit making these men and women more than they were. They were men and women just like you, just like me. But they had faith. They come back to John and Jesus gives them an answer and he says, you go tell John the lame walk, the blind see, the lepers are cleansed, and the gospel's being preached to the poor. What was he saying by that? That was not code. That was a declaration. Faith is being enacted in this world. You never have another utterance of doubt from John the Baptist. 
This last week as I was praying, the only thing I kept hearing in my spirit was step up, step up, step up. Man up. That's not talking about the flesh. It's talking about the spirit. What's standing in your path this morning? I just want us to bow our heads. This altar's open right now. You don't have to even wait another moment. Because I'll just be honest with you, I, I don't think we ought to have to beg people to want to be people of faith in this hour. If you want to be that kind of person, then you need to start making your way to this altar right now. Too many of us are focused on all the negative. When God has called us to be mountain movers, oh my goodness. God has called us to stand in the gap of those who are perishing. As Jude says, some having compassion, making a difference, pulling them from the flames. If you're wanting faith this morning, it's going to be found on your knees it's going to be found in the word of God and if that's you I just feel like you need to come find a place to pray just you and God I've never done that before that's okay there's a first time for everything and maybe this is your first step of faith into a real world a, 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 a bigger spiritual world will you come some of us were being bullied around by the enemy. We have been bullied in our minds. We, our joy is gone. Our hope is beginning to wane. And we're thinking there's no end to the sickness. There's no end to the suffering. There's no end to the political turmoil. There's no end. There's no end. There's no end. And I'm telling you, that's looking through the eyes of the flesh, not through the eyes of the Spirit. I want to see the unseen. Oh, my goodness. I want God to begin to reveal to me just like he did through the servant and when he thought they were surrounded by the enemy. He said, God, open his eyes. And when he opened his eyes, he saw the chariots of fire and the angels of heaven and the armies of God. I want you to know we have much in our favor. God is for us. Who can be against us? When those words were written, they were not written in the flesh. They were written by faith. By faith. I have faith in the unseen. I have faith that can move the mountain of sickness. God, in the name of Jesus, breathe your life into the ICU rooms and hospitals around this country, into the bedrooms where people are struggling to find their breath. Oh, breath of life, breathe in Jesus' name. Mountain be moved in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Come on, church. Oh, my goodness, I feel God in this room this morning. Mountain be moved in the name of Jesus. Mm, 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 mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, church. Just pray. Just pray. Just pray. I'm telling you. God's, God's beginning. I feel it in my heart. He's birthing men and women of faith. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Those who will see the unseen. Those who will look past the circumstances that are, that are stated by individuals. That will look past what the world declares and says, but my God has the final say. My God has the final say. Faith to move mountains. Let's pray. Let's pray.
We would like to thank you for joining us for our weekly podcast. We pray that you receive something from the Lord today. Please share your prayer requests and testimonies with us by emailing us at tryonhwc at gmail.com. If you'd like more information concerning Harvest Worship Center, you can visit our website at tryonhwc.com. We would love for you to visit us in person sometime. Our services are held at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. Children's worship is during our 11 a.m. service. If you would like to give to the ministries of Harvest Worship Center, you can also do this by clicking the Giving tab online. Once again, we would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray you have a blessed week.